Welcome to MTSU on the Record. I'm Jenna Logue, and we're coming to you from the campus of Middle Tennessee State University in Murfreesboro, Tennessee. In the information age, you'd think a techie's first priority would be information security, and you'd be right. MTSU's Department of Information Systems and Analytics and the Greater Nashville Technology Council teamed up to conduct an assessment of job postings in 17 counties in the Nashville and Clarksville metro areas. Dr. Amy Harris, an associate professor of information systems and analytics, presented the results June 13th at Music City Con, a product security conference in Nashville. We'll go over the metrics after this. Here are some of the headlines making news at mtsunews.com, the university's news and information website. The higher ed insights firm College Factual ranks MTSU's liberal arts offerings among the top 50 universities in meeting the academic needs of student veterans. The website recently released its 2019 rankings for Best Liberal Arts General Studies Programs for Veterans, ranking MTSU number 41 out of 355 for veteran friendliness of all colleges and universities reviewed by College Factual. And MTSU will use a three-year grant in a proactive effort to help students learn how to make wiser beverage decisions. As part of the Tennessee Department of Health's ongoing Project Diabetes Initiative, the agency has awarded more than $444,000 to MTSU's Center for Health and Human Services to implement Blue Raiders Drink Up, Healthy Choices for Healthy Students. The program's purpose is to reduce overweight and obesity at risk as risk factors for the development of diabetes with the administration of interventions prior to any manifestation of the disease. Students will learn the importance of reducing consumption of sugary beverages. Planned activities will include participation in cooking classes and counseling with a registered dietitian, among other educational events. A scholarship to fund personal training sessions will also be offered. For MTSU News at any time, go to mtsunews.com. Amy, welcome. Thank you for being with us. Thank you for having me. What uh, uh, information were you attempting to ascertain with this research? Well, I guess I need to first take a step back and kind of situate it in the bigger picture. So this information security paper is one publication that's out of a larger research program that we established last year called Middle Tennessee Tech. The first publication that came out of, of this program was the State of Middle Tennessee Tech 2018, which was released in conjunction with the, with the Greater Nashville Technology Council's annual meeting last October. And that was a really big comprehensive report that looked at the 26 occupations that we have used to define what tech is in Middle Tennessee, looking at the number of existing jobs, looking at, um, you know, current job demand, job skills, all that good stuff. But we knew when we started that we wanted to do more than just that one big kind of global report, that there were subspecialties that were of particular importance to Middle Tennessee where we wanted to do deep dives and really take a look at the job postings and get a sense of, you know, everything around that, the volume of the postings, um, what 
the top occupations are, what the top job titles are within those occupations, um, what the top hard and common skills within those occupations are. And so that's what that's what led to this information security report. It is one of four subspecialties that we chose to to work um, to to examine further. Um, the first was healthcare. That was released in April. Then information security was was released in June. Software development is the next one in the in the queue for August, and then analytics in September. Um, and of course, all of that will be followed by the update to the the 2019 State of Middle Tennessee Tech Annual Report. So what we're hoping to do is really establish a longitudinal research program so that all stakeholders, industry, economic development, um, academic, you know, all the st- stakeholders who, who need access to this information have it. Because this is not just about the technology industry. This is about any industry that uses technology, which is just about every industry. Correct. I mean, especially in Middle Tennessee. I mean, that's one of the reasons healthcare was something that we examined as well, because, I mean, Nashville is known as a healthcare town. Mm-hmm. Um but there's a lot of technology involved in healthcare, and the amount of technology in healthcare is growing every day. Um, so that was that's definitely a piece of what we wanted to look at. What methodology did you use for the information security research? So for all of it, we've contracted with a vendor who aggregates both the jobs and the job postings data. You know, the jobs data um, is aggregated from various state and federal government websites in order to get the sense of the volume of jobs, the demographics of people who occupy those jobs. Um, and then the the postings themselves are scraped from are, are scraped from online job sites. Mm-hmm. Um, and so they're, the postings are scraped, they're deduplicated to get down to um, a set of unique postings, and then we use text analysis to, to tease out the additional information in the, in the studies. How many job postings did you look at? Uh, do you know? Is it like 100, 200? Um, so there, for the calendar year 2018, mm-hmm. there were roughly 38,000 unique job postings wow. in tech. Now, that's all 26 occupation groups. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, for information security and healthcare, once we identified those postings, then we used a keyword search approach using, um, you know, a, a set of keywords that were that were developed through, you know, both subject, you know, my own knowledge plus referencing, um, you know, coordinating with subject matter experts to kind of make sure that we got to a list of terms that, um, you know, that would adequately capture the nuances within the data relative to the specific subspecialties that we were focusing on. And the job titles themselves, did they come, were they defined by like the U.S. Department of Labor or uh, how did that happen? Not the individual job titles. What the, the, the federal government um, entity that, that, dictates and captures the the occupation data is the U.S. Bureau of Labor Statistics. The the BLS defines occupations. Now, a lot of job titles can fall under the umbrella of a given occupation, but yes, they they develop the hierarchy of of here are the occupations. They assign those occupations to broader groups. Um, but in order to really drill down to the job title level within those occupations, that's where you have to hop over the fence from the government. You can get from the, the data you can get from the government mm-hmm. to 
the, the data you have to get from the job postings because the, the occupation is the lowest level of aggregation that, the, that the, the government collects. We'll take a break here. We'll be back in just a moment. This is MTSU on the Record. The Intercultural and Diversity Affairs Center helps to promote awareness and understanding of the wide variety of cultures represented at MTSU. The center provides information, referrals, and resources. Additionally, IDAC tries to make students from different cultures feel welcome and comfortable on campus so they can have every opportunity to fulfill their academic, social, and personal potential. For all the latest MTSU news and information, go to mtsunews.com. The Experiential Learning Scholars Program at MTSU gives students a chance to go outside the classroom and obtain hands-on experience in their chosen fields of study. They'll have the opportunity to give something back to the community through service learning as they gain acceptance for graduate study. Students should be able to select EXL-designated courses from major requirements and general studies requirements to complete the 16 to 18 hours of EXL coursework. For all of the latest MTSU news and information, go to mtsunews.com. We're talking with Dr. Amy Harris, an associate professor of information systems and analytics, about a report that tells us uh, about information security jobs in Middle Tennessee and and what sorts of uh, job posting pop up most frequently. Which occupation group was most in demand? The most in-demand occupation group within the information security um, setting was information security analyst, which isn't necessarily that surprising. It is of all of the occupation groups that are published by the Bureau of Labor Statistics. It is the only one that that references security explicitly. Mm -hmm. Um, So it came in at number one and then was followed by network and computer systems administrators. Um, and then software developers, comma, applications, just application software developers. <laughs> now, is that under the title of information security or is that uh, when, with regard to all tech professions? That's focusing specifically on information security. When you look at it for overall tech, um, application software developers is the, is the occupation that took the top seat. Mm-hmm. What qualifications do employers expect of applicants for information security analyst. How do they judge what kind of an employee they want for that position? What kind of education, what kind of experience do they require? Well, I don't know that there's one answer to that question because, um, you know, again, the particular job titles that could fall under that one occupation are are varied. Um, I will say one thing that was interesting about looking at information security and also if you just if you operate in tech circles, you know, you hear a lot of anecdotal evidence of this that I think the report supports that this is an area where. You know, a degree is important, but certifications are also important. It seems more important in the te- in the information security space than what we see um, than what we might see in in tech overall. Mm-hmm. Um, as a matter of fact, the number one um, the number one certification in the space, the Certified Information System Security Professional, mm-hmm. um, that's an interesting one because it's mentioned most frequently. But it's not one you can just go out and get just by like studying on the internet and taking a test. It's there there are preparations for it, but it also it is more of a management oriented certification, and it does require that you provide proof of a number of years actually working in the area, um, you know, to, to, to even be able to sit for the certification exam. I think a lot of people who think they might want to get into the tech field 
wonder whether the two-year VOTEC training is sufficient or whether the four-year degree is sufficient or whether uh, it behooves them to get an internship working under the tutelage of an experienced professional. You know, I think all these things go through a person's head as they're attempting to ascertain whether or not this is the career for them. Yeah. And, you know, I don't believe that there's any one direct path to a career in tech. Tech is a really big tent. It's much bigger than a lot of people realize. Um, And your path to any particular job within the tech space is is going to be different. You know, as it relates to information security, I would think that some of the entry-level jobs in this space are more likely you could be perfectly fine with just the the two-year vocational degree. The way I think about it is that it's not just about getting someone that first job. It is very important for all of us to to help our students and support our students in getting that first job. But that first job is one job in what we hope is going to be a long and distinguished career arc. Mm -hmm. Um, And that's really where you have to think about the fact that, you know what, maybe maybe the shorter-term degrees will get you your first job or and maybe your first or your second promotion but there's going to come a part there's go, going to come a point in time where in order to move up the to move up the the organization chart even in tech because tech people have to be managed too and as you think about as you think about moving up the org chart it's typically it's typically moving away from the technical stuff that you do kind of early in mid-career and into more managerial roles. And that's really where the value of the four-year degree comes in because the, the, the traditional four-year degree is not only going to give you the technical skill sets that you need, but it's also going to, it's going to provide those, the softers, the softer skills, the managerial, um, you know, the managerial knowledge. Um, you know, I, I am a professor in the College of Business, so anybody coming out of our degree is going to understand some business fundamentals um, as well. And, and there comes a point in your career where having a mix of all of those things is what's going to advance you. And that's why having a degree, a bachelor's degree or a master's degree, why that's a differentiator in the marketplace, because it signals that you've been exposed and you do have that knowledge, as well as the work experience as time goes on. I think what where the rubber meets the road for those of us who are not industry insiders, for those of us who are more consumers and users, is every time there is a glaring headline about a major company's data being breached by a hacker, it throws fear into the non-tech person because that's their information that these companies are trafficking in. Uh, HIPAA is involved, the Mm -hmm. federal law that protects the security of one's health care information, which is nobody's business but your own unless you choose to make it somebody else's business, and uh, information about one's uh, income, uh, information about one's background. All of this uh, comes into play, and that's what really, for me, underscores the importance of the term information security analyst. This is where the layperson is coming from. Yes, Yes. Well, and and I think it speaks to why all of us, regardless of profession, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, it, it is in all of our best interest to become our own information security analyst in our life in terms of really making sure that as we think about how 
we're putting information out in the world, how we're securing it in terms of, you know, solid password protection, um, being mindful about how you're protecting your physical devices so people can't walk away with them and then making sure that those are password protected so that if someone does walk away with your stuff, they can't necessarily get to your stuff. Mm -hmm. Um, If they walk away with your physical stuff, they can't get to your your digital stuff. Um, You know, that's a a huge piece of it. But then the other piece of it from, from a business perspective and as we look at these job postings, you know, when you look at database administrators, um, um, database administrators were one of the the top three job titles, along with information security analyst is is a little tricky in looking at the data because it is both an occupation code, but then it is also a job title that some people have. Um, so it was the number one, whether you're looking at the broad occupations or looking at the, the individual job titles. But when you drill down to the other job titles, um, there's database administrators and network and um, computer systems analysts slash administrators were also in that. And that's because the the people who are in demand in the marketplace, like we can all do everything that there's a lot we can do to protect our information. And part of what information security analysts do in organizations is they help educate the general workforce on what it is that they can do. And they put policies in place to say, okay, you really can't have a post-it with your password on your monitor. That's that's a security breach. You know, it's their job to educate, but then on the administrative side, whether it's database or looking at the network, those are the people who, who are protecting it in ways that the general public cannot, um, you know, charged with the more the more technically specific tasks. But seeing the extent to which security terms are included in the are included in the language of the job postings for those roles just speaks to the growing importance of protecting the networks and protecting our databases and the data in them so that um, you know so that those data breaches are less likely to occur. But it's going to be a constant battle moving forward. It's it's good guys versus bad for sure in that (laughs) we'll take another break here we'll return in just a moment this is mtsu on the record mtsu's jewish and holocaust studies minor offers undergraduate students a chance to study the culture and religion of the jewish people and the holocaust in an interdisciplinary program studies include history and culture theology and philosophy and the arts and social sciences Courses tackle vital topics central to local and global awareness, including multiculturalism and the meanings of diversity, religious tolerance, and genocide. For the latest MTSU news and information, go to mtsunews.com. The mission of the June Anderson Center for Women and Nontraditional Students is to provide education, advocacy, direct services, outreach, and programming for the MTSU campus and surrounding community on gender-related issues. The center also assists older students who are trying to balance work, college, and family. It also sponsors a monthly legal clinic, career brown bag series, book club, and a newsletter twice a year. For all of the latest MTSU news and information, go to mtsunews.com. Our guest is Dr. Amy Harris, an associate professor of information systems and analytics. We are talking about a report that assessed uh, the types of job postings for tech jobs uh, in the, both the Nashville and Clarksville metro areas. And it turned out that information security analyst wa- was the uh, job title, if you will, or job arena that was posted the most. What types of companies posted the most listings, both for information security and other tech positions? 
The number one company was Deloitte. Um, and that's true, actually, whether you look at tech overall across all 26 occupations or whether you focus on the postings that just hit on the security terms that we used. And that makes sense, given their operations in Middle Tennessee. I, I don't I don't want to overspeak about everything that Deloitte does in its operations in in the in the region. But it's I do an accounting firm, for one thing. It is. And they also do a lot of e-discovery. So for legal um you know, for legal cases where evidence is is digital, um, and attorneys perform discovery on that evidence, they do a lot. They do a lot around that, which, mm-hmm. as you can imagine, another another um, situation where the protection of the data is is quite important. So, mm-hmm. um, makes makes sense that they would have occupied that top spot. Yeah, I, I didn't see any credit rating companies on the list. Maybe that's because we don't have. Uh, major centers for credit ratings. There's not a lot of presence here. There were, um, there is, if you looked at the top 50, which wasn't included in the report, but we did have access to the data, there were, um, I believe there was a branch of Experian, um, not necessarily the credit reporting arm, but an arm, I believe that was associated with healthcare. Which is one of um, the big three in terms yes. of credit rating companies. Yes, yes. Um, they were they were in the top 50. But I mean, you're, you're right. I don't think that's so much a reflection mm-hmm. on um, those companies not putting emphasis on information security. I think it's just the fact that those companies don't have a very big pre- presence in the geographic area that we studied. Yeah. Uh, there were a couple of areas, disaster recovery and network recovery, and they both ranked outside of the top 50 for tech overall. I was curious about that. It would seem to me that they would have been more of a priority. Well, I think that those are skills that are associated with um, with a small subset of the overall 26 occupations. Uh-huh. Um, so, you know, again, when you look at those within within the top 10 occupations that 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 were hit upon in the information security postings, you know, those things rise up to the top. It's just that with the breadth of um, with the breadth of, of jobs that fall under the tech umbrella, um, those things, it, it's not altogether surprising um, that they wouldn't make it into the top 10 because those really are sort of specific skills that fall into the security subset of, of jobs. We who are uh, lay people don't really realize uh, how much uh, delineation there is between specific jobs that pertain to the use of computers. It really has become very specialized, hasn't it? Well, it's just so broad. I mean, and I could talk about this all day um, because I'm very passionate about expanding the definition of what it means to have a tech job in the eyes of the general public, because I think one of the reasons why we're constantly talking about a shortage of tech workers and difficulty in in getting kids engaged K through 12 is because there's one kind of mental picture of what a tech worker is. It's somebody Mm -hmm. who's sitting down at a desk, you know, banging out code all day. And not everybody writes code. And not everybody writes code. A lot of people don't write code. I mean, you've got everything from um, you know, business analysts who are the people who sit at the intersection of the people on the business side of the company and the technical side, they they speak both languages. It's their job to go out and talk to the people in the organizations about what their techno- technological needs are. I mean, software doesn't Software doesn't appear out of thin air. It's developed for a purpose, and there's a use case for it. But somebody has to articulate that use case. Somebody has to figure out 
what the what it is that folks need, mm-hmm. document that, translate that from from you know layman's terms into the technical terms that can then be handed off to to coders as what we call requirements. Um, you know, we need project managers because it turns mm-hmm. out developing software applications or implementing a new information system across a huge organization, those are really big projects. And you need people that are good mm-hmm. at communicating and that are good at organizing and making sure that all of the pieces are moving together. I mean, I could spend the rest of the day rambling off different examples of different jobs, Um, but it is very, very different. And you're not, it isn't um, a realistic expectation to think that every single person in a tech job is going to have the exact same set of skills, whether it's information security or otherwise. Um, But there's just, there's so much more out there than most folks realize. Mm-hmm. And hopefully that's going to be one of the things we get out of this project is having opportunities like this to to really change that narrative and get people excited about what space there might be for them in the area. So uh, apparently, uh, based on your research, not only are there a lot of job postings for information security analysts uh, specifically, there are a lot of jobs out there in uh, various kinds of tech fields available to people in Tennessee who are qualified for them. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. And more jobs are coming every day. I was just in an event that hosted by Amazon on Friday where um, they brought in leaders from local community organizations to explain to us what their hiring approach is going to be, kind of what to expect, when to see the ramp up in in hiring, the different types of jobs that are going to be there. But I mean, more tech companies are moving here every day. Pilot.com just announced last week. Um, Alliance Bernstein is moving here. And even though it's a financial services company, they are a financial technical services company. And they're moving their corporate headquarters here from Manhattan, Ernst & Young. It's an accounting firm, but a lot of the jobs that they're creating here are tech jobs. So, um, yes, there is plenty of opportunity and more coming. If you want to download the entire report, I do have the website here. It's www.middletntechjobs.com and then forward slash information dash security. And there's a whole lot of stuff after it, though. But if you <laughs> if you go to Middleton techjobs.com and then put information security into the search engine for that site, then I'm sure it'll come up. And and there's a simpler web address that you can use, just um, middletntech.jobs will redirect. That'll get you to our homepage. And then there's a link to downloads that provides a link to this report as well as the other reports that have already been published. So you can download it there. This is important for both techies and non-techies. And thank you for conducting the research. Oh, thank you so much. And we'll be looking forward to the third and fourth parts of this quatrain that you have described for us. (laughs) I'm looking forward to digging in on those myself. Dr. Amy Harris, thank you for being with us. Thank you. We'll be right back. The Middle East Center at MTSU seeks to promote greater understanding of the politics, history, and culture of this vitally important region of the world. Its mission includes the promotion of outreach programs and faculty research. The Center sponsors lectures by Middle East experts and scholarly exchanges. We're especially pleased to offer a new interdisciplinary minor in Middle East Studies with courses in Arabic and Hebrew. This is Dr. Alan Hibbard, Center Director. For all the latest MTSU information, go to mtsunews.com. 
The Concrete Industry Management Program at MTSU fills the need for trained personnel who know concrete technology and techniques. Our alumni go into the marketplace grounded in basic math and science and able to promote products or services related to the industry. Our participation in the academic common market ensures talented students in other states a chance to enroll on an in-state tuition basis. This is Dr. Heather Brown, director of the program. To find out more information on this or other university programs, visit mtsunews.com. Randy Weiler has the middle moment. MTSU's Department of Aerospace recently celebrated the 58th anniversary of its Tennessee Teachers Aerospace Education Workshop. It is one of the longest continuously running aerospace workshops in the country. The K-12 teachers gained ideas and insight as to what they can utilize in their classrooms. Professor Paul Craig shares more details about the 10-day session. The Tennessee Teachers Aerospace Education Workshop is the longest continuously running workshop of its kind in the United States. And uh, we're, we're just here to try to assist teachers in one of the most difficult jobs anybody has, and that's teaching our, our young people. And we think aviation and aerospace has a way to spark interest in so many. So what we do is we, we bring these teachers together every summer and model some things that they can do, some uh, ways that they can blend the science of aviation into their general uh, course room, uh, classroom work work such as uh, physics and physical science and and all kinds of general and, and basic sciences. That way it becomes more interesting to a lot of students. That's MTSU on the Record. I'm Jenna Logue. Thanks for listening. MTSU on the Record, a news and information program about Middle Tennessee State University is produced by the university's marketing and communications office, which is solely responsible for its content. Read more about MTSU at our website, mtsunews.com. Podcasts of this program are available at mtsunews.com and on iTunes.